It is a mentality that shuns excuses and focuses on what's at stake. A mindset that resolves within itself that you must totally empty yourself to experience victory. A memory that remembers that who and what you are playing for is bigger than you. All right, today I um, have Maurice Williams on. I'm super excited for the conversation. Um, as you guys know, we are planning a huge theme for the months of March and April, um, health and wellness. So we're going to talk about and deal with the body today. And then later on down the road, we're going to deal with uh, mental health. We're going to deal, deal with financial wealth, spiritual health and all of those things. So we're trying to make sure that we totally and completely cover all facets of wellness as much as we possibly can. And we're going to start uh, by talking to Mr. Maurice today. Mr. Maurice, how are you? Man, I'm doing well, man. I'm blessed. Can't complain. Well, man, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, you accepted the uh, the invitation, man. I've been looking forward to uh, to talking to someone, um, a professional, that is. Uh, I, I told you a little bit before that I'm currently trying to get my bachelor's degree in kinesiology, and then after that, work towards the physical therapy route. And so, um, as we go and talk about this uh, topic and go throughout the conversation, man, if you have any any nuggets, any nuggets of wisdom to share, please do so uh, for a struggling brother who's in college right now. So uh, definitely, can, sure. definitely can uh, definitely can use the wisdom, man. Uh, but yeah, I want to just make space now for you to introduce yourself, you know, tell people about uh, who you are, where you work, uh, things that you do, et cetera. So. Sure, sure. So uh, my name is Maurice Williams, uh, as, you, as you guys know uh, by now. I am a uh, university professor here in Henderson, Tennessee at Freed Hardeman University. Uh, my official title is Assistant um, Professor of Health and Human Performance. So I teach classes that are uh, related to health and human performance. So from weight training to more difficult classes like motor learning, um, biomechanics, things of that nature. Uh, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Leticia Williams. Uh, we have four, four kids aging from the uh, age range of as young as four uh, to as old as, as 16. Uh, big fan of sports, uh, love sports. Part of the reason why I'm, I pursued my career, played football growing up. And um, Christian, love to promote and, and advocate for Christians taking care of themselves and um, taking care of the temple that, that God has given given all of us. And um, I also do personal training. That's my used to be my full time. I had a personal training studio in Washington D.C. I shut that down last year and moved to him, moved here to Tennessee. So I've been here for a little over a little over a year, but I'm still very involved in personal training on a part time basis and also from a teaching uh, perspective as well. I travel the country and teach. Uh, other fitness professionals for giving them, helping them with their continuing education. So that's it. Well, man, hey, look, that's fantastic. I wanted to uh, actually ask you, you reminded me when, uh, when given your intro. Um, so I recently saw on Facebook that you went to the, uh, uh, the Under Armour All-American camp or uh, football camp, if I'm not mistaken, or was it just for all athletes or just football? It was uh, football and volleyball. Okay. Okay. How, how was that, man? If you don't mind sharing your experience uh, with, with uh, dealing with those teenagers and, and, and so forth. Oh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was Under Armour's first time. Under Armour has put on an All-American game for football for years. I want to say over 10 years for volleyball, I think just in the past couple of years. Um, but this is the first time they 
introduce a recovery component to to the week. So the volleyball volleyball players are there for about a half a week. The football players are there a little bit longer. And you know these are the top athletes. All of them are going to Division One schools. If you um, if you know who Travis Hunter is, you, you probably heard of him because of the the guy that said he was going to Florida State and then he switched to Jackson State. So he was there. Um, another guy by the name of Tyler Booker, who's the number one offensive lineman in the country, um, going to Alabama, uh, the number one defensive lineman going to Texas A&M. So you name it, they were there. And the same thing on the volleyball. I don't know all the volleyball players, but all of them are going to all the top schools as well. Um, but this is the first time they put a recovery component to it. So I was, I was a part of that recovery, uh, recovery team. So they brought in all the latest and greatest and well-researched recovery tools that Under Armour um, did research on, and they used professional athletes like Steph Curry. Um, they did all the research on that just to make sure it was profitable and it, it was, you know, it did what it does what it says it's, it's supposed to do. So they brought it to Florida and allowed the high school athletes to um, to use it, and we got good feedback from it, and hopefully it'll be something that will continue next. Uh, next uh, next year, or not? I guess it is this year now in in December of this year. It's good that they brought in that recovery component because I mean I don't I don't think uh, people actually realize how important it is to recover, and so especially these guys playing at a high level every time they step onto the field or the court, and uh, so I think that's a huge thing. But I tell you one thing, man. After after following you on Facebook, I was super excited to uh, to get your your thoughts on uh, why Alabama and uh, I guess I say Texas oh. A&M and, and so forth. We're going to be powerhouses, man. If if I didn't tell you by now, man, I'm from Alabama, grew up, yeah. I was born, reared there. And so huge Alabama fan, man. And uh, I'm curious on what your take was about the, uh, the Alabama Georgia game, man. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Alabama is, I respect Alabama a lot. I'm, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. Um, and we used to, that used to be us years ago when I was growing up. Miami dominated like like Alabama's doing right now. Um, you know, I think if they were to play that game again, I think Alabama would win it. Um, and then if they, I don't know who would win the rubber match. They're 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 so close in, in talent. Um, I think having Jamison Williams go out, I think his name is Jamison Williams, get injured. I think that was huge for Alabama. I think it might have been quite a little bit different, but. Georgia, I mean, they've been building. They've been building for a couple of years now, and, and you you saw you saw that coming. Um, I think the SEC championship game was. I don't know what happened with that. They didn't. I won't say they showed up. I, I guess they. I don't know. Maybe they. You don't want to say they did it on purpose so that they could you know get the get the match again. But um, the outcome, I was not surprised. Uh, what surprised at the score, though? I, I was expecting it to be a closer score. I, I wasn't expecting them to end up winning by, I think it was two touchdowns. But um, and and Bryce, you know, Bryce Young didn't play as well. I guess he got the Heisman jinx or whatever. But yeah, I mean, they're gonna you're you're gonna see them those two schools competing. <laughs> Might as well get used to it because their talent's only gonna get better. With me going to this Under Armour event. Most of the guys there were from Texas A&M. It was about 15, 16 guys out of 100 were signed with Texas A&M. And then right behind them was Alabama and Georgia. So, I mean, that's, those three teams are going to dominate for the next five to 10 years easily. 
Well, man, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, as a as a competitor, um, as a fan, but not only as a fan, as a competitor, man, I just love seeing when uh, athletes compete at the highest level. But at the same time, there being this uh, this great level of challenge that's that's taking place. You know, not one team running over the other team, and then it's just constantly them being fed because of they have brought fear and put it in every other team. But um, I look forward to the challenge, man. So. Um, I think it's a I think it's a big deal to uh, I don't know sort of look at um, athletes with a great deal of respect, um, especially Jameson w- uh, Williams going out in the championship game. Um, a lot of people, you know, had you know a different perspective as how the game could have turned out if he would have stayed healthy. But I want to kind of feed off that idea of him going out of the game, him getting injured, and just his body in general. As we sort of lead into the first question, I mean, when you think about his health, you think about how athletes need to care for themselves. And you mentioned the recovery component that Unnorm is adding to their camp overall. Uh, why do you think it is so crucial for uh, people to care for themselves? Why do you think personal care is so important? Uh, so with, you know, with respect to why we should, you know, take care of our, take care of our bodies um, from a nutritional standpoint, the Lord has blessed us with everything that we need uh, from the food that he's provided us. Um, we know there's man-made food. That's not the food that we should be, we should be putting in our bodies. And we know when that happens, disease kicks in. I also mentioned uh, the fact that there's always anomalies. There's always people on the outside of the norms that are healthy, but then they still end up with um, some sort of issue, some sort of health issue. And uh, I don't know the answer to that. Only, only God knows, um, but I trust his, you know, I trust his knowledge. I trust his wisdom when it comes to when it comes to that. So, so overall, I mean, we, we should take care of our bodies because God wants us to. I mean, God has given us that body to it's, it's his it's his temple. Right. Um, so it's a representation or should be a representation of, of him. Uh, we know that he provides and he cares. So we should do the same thing for for our body. You know, here is one of the the primary problems that I'm presenting with. So. I mean, obviously, all of that is great, right? When when you think about taking care of your body, uh, because it's the it's a temple that belongs to the Lord, which He has given us, and we're sort of stewards over what He has given us in our body, and and we think about that, and it's like, well, okay, I know God has given it to me, I know God has provided the resources uh, for me to have to be able to take care of my body, but most people say, well, man, those resources have been collected and gathered up by the powerful, and so it, it almost seems like caring for our bodies is so impractical and, and and i'm not gonna lie to you like it is i mean i'm pretty sure you know this but man going to the grocery store it feels like you you nearly have to be rich if not very well off to get the proper nutrition to to, to get the proper supplements and 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 gear that you need to be able to provide for your body so i guess the question is like is caring for your wellness like is, is caring for our wellness practical i believe it is uh, we just, I think as Americans, we, we tend to think that if it's more expensive, it is better. So we feel as if, oh, I, I can't really eat healthy because it's going to cost me a lot. To a certain degree, I can, I can respect that. You think about grocery stores like Whole Foods that are kind of dominating the grocery store market when it comes to promoting healthy foods. 
But man, you can you can uh, Aldi. I don't know if you guys are Aldi's and people who are listening to this the podcast. But places like Aldi or grocery stores like Aldi or something similar to that, um, Lidl or Little, I think that's the name of the, the gross, another um, European grocery store that is similar to Aldi. They have uh, organic stuff. Uh, they have you know stuff that is um, healthy, healthy, and it doesn't cost. Excuse me, doesn't cost as much as you know, maybe a Whole Foods or my favorite store. I love, I love Trader Joe's. So you, you can shop, you can shop at Aldi and make sure you get the healthy stuff and it won't cost you. It'll cost you half probably is what you would spend at your, your, whatever your local grocery giant. I know when I was in DC, it was giant or Safeway here in Henderson, here in Tennessee, it's, um, uh, Piggly Wiggly and, I think it's Cash Saver are the ones, the local ones that are that are here in Tennessee. Um, but also your farmers market. When when the farmers market are in, when they're in season, yeah, the farmers market here is so cheap. It's so cheap. We can do, we can get all of our uh, all of our shopping done at most of our shopping done at the local at the local farmers market. So you can we can afford uh, to eat healthy. And it's not going to cost us a whole bunch. And then we can also afford to take care of our bodies, too. You don't have to pay for a gym membership. You don't have to hire someone like me who's a personal trainer. I mean, if you have social media now, you, <laughs> YouTube, uh, Facebook, I mean, there's so many free uh, resources. And not just, you know, free, free resources where you can't trust the individual. Like, these are reputable, degreed, experienced individuals that, are, that provide free free information when it comes to exercise. So no, really no one has any excuse unless you, you know, unless you're just bedridden or something along those lines, uh, God forbid, or, you know, those things do happen. But outside of that, we, if we really want to take advantage of, of, of getting our bodies in shape and staying healthy, we, we can do it. See, and, and thank you. Thank you for just breaking that down because a person like me, especially talking with other people, you, you almost get, uh, this sense of, of of being overwhelmed because you feel that, okay, I have bills that I got to pay. Um, I have this and that that I'm paying for. And I feel like I can't give as much to my body as I would like to. And it's because it's so expensive. And I guess one thing, if we had to just break this down even further, one thing that I, I think most people, including myself, often become a little bit confused and overwhelmed with is, is learning exactly what our diets should consist of, right? So uh, we know about these uh, uh, the various grocery stores that we can go to. Uh, for example, up here um, in Nebraska, my wife and I shop at Baker's, uh, which is a uh, it's a chain of uh, Kroger, and so it's uh, it's it's decent. You get coupons if you are a, mem a rewards member, then you get up to twenty percent off on, on on what you purchase. But other than that, it can be a little bit expensive, and 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 I guess what sort of confuses people the most is like, okay, what, what should my diet consist of? So let me, let me ask that question to you. What should a balanced diet consist of when, when going to these grocery stores? Sure. So, um, and I'll just throw this resource out there because it's um, a company that I believe in. I'm, I'm certified through them. Um, there's a company called Precision Nutrition. Um, outside of being a registered dietitian, they probably fall right beneath that when it comes to respect with nutrition. And they have an easy approach. 
So they have this, um, they have this plate, actually they have various types of plates where they show you how many servings of carbs, protein, et cetera, should go on your plate each meal. So they have a regular plate, they have kind of a vegan plate, they have an athletic plate, et cetera. So if, if we're going regular standard, you know, hey, I just want to, I don't even want to lose weight. I just want to make sure I'm eating healthy. Then you typically, you want to have a fist to like a fist and a half. But well, let me back up because it depends on male or female. Female, half a fist to a fist of protein. Um, male can be a fist to a fist and a half. Your vegetables, unlimited unlimited amounts of vegetables. You can load your plate up with vegetables. No one has ever really gotten unhealthy or overweight from eating too much vegetables. Um, fruit, you wanna minimize the fruit because of the high sugar, even though it's healthy sugar, if the person is looking to lose weight, um, you do wanna minimize uh, the amount of fruits that you eat, but keeping it simple with things like apples and berries, strawberries, blueberries, um, you don't really have to worry about the the high sugar content. So just, you can Google fruits that are low in sugar and apples will be on there, berries will be on there. Um, water or tea. So no, I know people drink coffee, but coffee's not really recommended. Um, probably more so just for the, the caffeine because I think we're over caffeinated as a country. Nothing wrong with maybe one cup a day, but not several cups, but it should be more water and or tea just because of green tea and all the effects all the benefits rather that you can get from, from drinking green tea. And uh, that's, that's, that is between the proteins, the carbs, um, and then with respect to fats, I, I failed to mention fats. Uh, fats are important. So you wanna do some minimal amount, maybe like a teaspoon or something along those lines. Um, avocado is a good source of that. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other uh, oils that people cook with. My wife always uses, uh, Olive oil, olive oil is great. So anything along those lines uh, with respect to just healthy eating is, you can do that. So a, a sample meal may be something like a chicken breast um, with asparagus. Maybe it's cooked in the olive oil. Um, obviously you can do a salad with, uh, load the salad up, make it as colorful as possible, throw some avocado in there, uh, balsamic vinegar, vinaigrette or something along those lines for the dressing. Um, or if you don't want to do a salad, then you can do the chicken breast, as I mentioned, with asparagus. Um, and then maybe your dessert consists of a bowl of, you know, berries, something like that. Uh, can, you, can you do bread and can you do uh, some of the starchy carbs like pasta and rice um, and potatoes? Sure, you can do those. Uh, but just you, you don't want to do them on a regular basis. And you want to just be careful on your, on your portion sizes. So what I recommend my, to my clients you can never go wrong if you do protein and a bunch of vegetables. See, every that, meal, protein. That sounds so. Yeah, I was about to say that sounds super simple too. I mean, I don't, I don't. It just a question that just uh, crossed my mind. I don't know what your diet consists of, but I know my family, um, my wife and I, we're we're vegan. Where I'm vegan, she's more vegetarian. But so I don't, I don't consume meat or animal products at all. Um, do you have, I guess, any recommendations for people who may not? eat meat as far as what their uh, uh, plate should consist of? Sure. So with respect to that, you're going to do just, you could do some meat substitutes. Um, soy products are, are typically high with individuals that are, are used a lot. 
with individuals that are vegans, beans, uh, legumes, lentils, all those sort of things. Um, the thing about that is you want to make sure because when you don't eat meat, there's certain um, vitamins and, and minerals that are in the meat that you just are not going to get from just eating beans. So you want to make sure to make it a complete protein that you combine something like beans and rice together or beans and vegetables together so it can get as close as possible to what you're missing from meat. Um, and then most, most of the vegans that I know, I know you mentioned the old days, they, you have to supplement. Um, so you're going to have to probably do some sort of, some sort of supplement that you can, you know, you'll speak to your, uh, your physician with respect to that. If, if you're lacking in anything when they do your blood work. Yeah. So I think, uh, and, and just speaking to the supplement part, I know, uh, for sure. One of the things that we were sort of warned about was, uh, you know, the vitamin B12 and then, uh, iron, uh, being those things that we would lack, um, from not eating meat. Uh, um, so usually I guess for me, what I do, um, I, I do eat a lot of beans, uh, rice or other starches like, uh, potatoes or something like that, or noodles. And, uh, I, I usually go in, uh, to the store and I will buy something like beyond the meat or beyond meat, which is, uh, really, really good. I mean, it's made of vegetables, beans and stuff like that. Just sort of, it looks like meat, man. Like it <laughs> really does looks like, uh, look like meat, but it's not. And it's, and it's, uh, it's very fulfilling. Um, and things like that. But I guess one of the hardest thing that people um, have uh, with respect to uh, whether they're vegan, vegetarian or whatever, they may consume meat or not, is just what uh, to put on their plate. So I think all of that is helpful, um, especially the fish size. I've seen some plates that uh, that gives those uh, illustrations. Uh, but what was the name of that place? One more time. I was going to try to copy that down and put it in the show notes. Sure. It is Precision Nutrition. OK, Precision Nutrition. Okay. All right. Got you. Thank you for that, man. Uh, what, you're okay, welcome. One other thing I wanted to mention with, um, with respect to that question about nutrition is when it comes to protein, if you, <clears throat> if you're a vegan or, or if you're, if you're not a vegan and you're just tired of like eating meat or you don't want to eat meat, you can do a protein shake. Um, obviously it's not the same as chewing food, but you still, it's a good substitute. And I mean, it's, it's a, it's a supplement, so it will supplement you know, your diet. So um, I know with some of my clients, I, I usually recommend that they, they do one meal replacement or one protein shake per day as, as, a, as a replacement of a meal, um, just because they know they're controlling their calories and it's probably going to be less than what they would take if they had a, a regular meal, just to help them with reducing that calorie intake while they're hopefully burning off more than they, more than they take in. Absolutely right. So I guess um, in, in respect to that, man, one of the one of the uh, the things that I wanted to, to ask you to in regards to uh, this idea of just of just wellness in general. Um, so I get asked a lot by people that our group sort of speaks to um, on the on campus or uh, whether it's uh, my wife and I just chit chatting about fitness overall. It's this idea of wellness and what exactly is it and what it consists of. So I just want to you know, present that question to you, man, what, what exactly is wellness and, and what is it all about? So I, I teach a wellness class here at on campus called Lifetime Wellness. And if you just look at the basic definition of wellness, it is supposed to be the absence of disease. And I, I, I put my quotes up because 
just because you don't have a disease doesn't mean you're well. So I like to say it is the absence of disease, but it also means that you're like, you're thriving, right? You wake up in the morning and you feel energized. You go to bed at night and you, you feel like, hey, I've, I've, had, I've accomplished today um, from a financial, because it's, it's, it's more than just fitness and nutrition. It's uh, financial, it's spiritual, it's community involvement. So I always ask my students, after we go through the definition, I'll, I'll say, how many, I'll start off by saying, how many of you guys feel like you, you're pretty well right now? Like you, you're pretty good shape. You, you, you think your, your health is great. Well, you know, a lot of them will raise their hands. And then when we go through the real definition of wellness, and I'll say, okay, now, now that you fully understand what wellness is, how many of you think you're, you're, you're well? And I'll get like maybe one or two students <laughs> raise their hand. So like there's fitness. And then there's health and then there's wellness. But wellness just encompasses everything. So if you're lacking any of those things, so if you have stress because um, you don't have a job, you can work out and you can eat and all those things. It's going to affect your health. So therefore, uh, with respect to like you, you can eat really well and you can work out five days a week, et cetera. You know, you're in tip top shape. Your, your BMI is great. Your body fat is good. But you're stressed out because you don't have a job or you have people in your family that are dealing with COVID or um, spiritually, you, you don't have a connection with God, like you're not well. So that's, that's the definition of wellness. Man. So let me, let me ask you this, given how important wellness is, I mean, how in the world do we achieve a lifetime of wellness of abundant, abundant, uh, abundant wellness? Like I don't want it to, run out as i heard one person say like i don't want to be well for a week and then after that it's like man i fall into this slump and i feel like there's just no way i can come back for it or what if i what if i you know all of a sudden uh gain an injury and i can't work out anymore and again as you stated wellness isn't just tied to working out but there are so many other characteristics of it uh, that many people don't consider so i mean how can we make this a lifetime achievement and we and we don't lose it uh, my opinion is, it's just like our Christian walk. It is an every day you're starting all over again. I won the battle today against Satan. I can't think that I can just do uh, whatever I want. Like I'm good. This is never going to happen to me again. Um, I'm never going to be tempted again. I've, I've overcome that. Like I'm good like we tend to think sometimes, and then we fall back the next day. And next thing you know, by the time it's time for us to put our head on the bed, we're like, oh man, I, I really did not have a great day today. So it is a constant, hey, what, what am I going to eat today? What is, how, how well am I going to eat? What sort of exercise am I going to get in today? Um, am I gonna pray? Am I gonna read God's word? Who can I encourage today? Um, Am I working on getting out of debt, right? I'm trying to cover all the aspects of, of wellness. I think that's how we have to approach it. Look at, look at the whole wheel of, of wellness. I think there are like nine or 10 things in that wheel. And we have to look at it each day and say, all right, here's how I'm going to attack each one of those. Mm. And we really can't take any, really can't take any days off. Because if we take a day off as a Christian, we know what happens. It's the same thing that happens when it comes to achieving wellness. So I venture to say a lot of us, including myself, um, 
we've had lots of moments where we we've not been well. Um, and it's, it's hard to just maintain a, a whole life, a whole lifetime of, 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 uh, of wellness. So, but it, it, it can be done. Hey, you know, I, I never, I never thought about looking at it at like a wheel and looking at each, uh, each of those characteristics, maybe as being a spoke on the wheel and dealing with each one, one of them as, as we continue throughout life. I know for me, ever since I've learned about everything that's sort of uh, included with, with wellness, I've tried to deal with each aspect of it individually, maybe deal with fi- finance and uh, spirituality on one day and then try to, you know, attack something else the other day rather than trying to attack everything at once because I don't know about anyone else, man, but I'm not, I'm not great at multitasking. In fact, I won't even classify, classify myself as a good multitasker because I can't fully devote 100% of myself to, to anything that I'm trying to do at the same time. So, I mean, it's kind of, uh, it can be kind of difficult and kind of overwhelming at the same time, but I know that people who are truly dedicated, um, they often feel that if they fail in one area, then everything falls down and it's, it's not the case. So, um, yeah, I think it is achievable. I, I do want to talk about this idea of, of God and where he fits into our overall wellness. Um, obviously, we know, uh, we look at God and we know him to be the creator. Uh, we know him to be uh, the one who governs our lives, who governs our conduct, our speech, everything. And so you have to you have to think that, OK, God has to fit somewhere when it comes to my overall wellness in general. So I want to present that question to you, man. What, where exactly does God fit in when it comes to our overall wellness as people, as Christians? I would I mean, as a Christian, I'd say it's number one. Um, and when I teach my classes, fortunately, I teach at a Christian university, so I can I can bring in a Christian and we're encouraged to, to bring in Christian world, 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 and talk world views into uh, any of the material that we're, that we're teaching. So when I'm covering this particular topic, like the, the topic of wellness, I always start off with the spiritual, right? First, um, God has provided, I mean, has provided for us and he wants us to, um, he wants us to take care of of what he has what he has given us. I, I I really think it's because we're only as good with our Christian walk, raising our families, being an influence to others, um, evangelizing, et cetera. Uh, we're only as good as our body is. So if we are diseased and not exercising and not eating healthy. I mean, it's, it's going to affect the way we raise our families, the way that we go out and talk with individuals. Maybe we don't even talk to individuals because we're embarrassed to. Uh, so God has put in, God has given that. And that's, you know, physically something that individuals can see. And no, I'm not saying that you have to look a certain way to be, to have wellness or to be physically fit, but it does, it does help when you at least somewhat look like you, you know, you're, you're exercising or you're trying to take, take care of yourself. So, I mean, it's, it's, God fits right in. He's, he's, uh, he's important. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that you even brought up the fact of, let's just say the physical side of it, because I know as a, as a preacher, one of the things that, that I see oftentimes that is sort of common across the board with, with most preachers, not all, but most um, they 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 lack in two aspects of wellness very clearly. Number one, they lack in the 
the physical or the fitness of wellness. They lack in the spiritual, uh, not the spiritual, but the, uh, the financial side of wellness. Um, they're, they're really bad at those two. And I see that often. And it's almost like you stated, you want to at least look like, or be able to do the things that God asks of us to do. And those aspects of wellness can definitely uh, be beneficial. If I have the money to do something or help someone, um, then I can, I can, you know, God can use them as a tool to benefit that person. If I have the physical ability, you know, to bend down and help uh, pick up a box maybe, or help someone to move, uh, you know, then God is using me as a tool to assist that person. So uh, these are important aspects that I think uh, not only preachers, but just, just Christians in general need to be able to understand and apply to themselves in order to live a more fulfilling and and, and lasting life when it comes to wellness. So um, one, of, one, of the, one of the other questions that I had for you was, I mean, how can improving our relationship with God through prayer and, and through study and application of his word, how can all of that aid us in achieving uh, a lifetime of wellness? Well, I mean, you think about scripture, certain scriptures that we talked about our bodies being the temple. Um, I think that's in first Corinthians, if I remember correctly, first Corinthians and Romans can't, can't remember. Um, and then the scripture that speaks in reference to bodily exercise, profiting, says profits little, but it still says that it profits. I think that's in, in James, if I remember, uh, if I remember correctly. So understanding and then looking at examples of individuals who, um, who looked a certain way and who appeared to be fit. You, know, you think about people like Samson or in, um, individuals similar to that. I think we, we come away with the understanding um, that God does expect us to, um, to care for our bodies. So if we're in his word and we're studying and, and reading it, then we have to walk away with the fact that, hey, God really does want me to take care of, take care of my body. So I better start watching how I eat. Um, I better start watching how I move my body. I better start watching how I, how I treat people and, and how I talk to them. Um, all those, all those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. You know, one of the, one of the, the biblical characters that I think about, uh, in regards to being well and, and as it relates to wellness, the characteristic of fitness, I often think about Paul. I know many people don't may not uh, think about him or he may not come to mind, but if you think about all the miles that this man traveled <laughs> to, to evangelize, yeah. <laughs> teach other people, and then all of his, uh, all of the times that he he referenced sporting events and, and and sort of relay that to the Christian walk, I'm willing to bet that Paul was in pretty good shape. I mean, there's no way he could have done everything for the kingdom of God without having uh, at least the physical aspect of his wellness in place. And then, of course, he speaks about the financial side and other uh, characteristics of wellness that are super important uh, when it comes to uh, the Christian walk. And so, again, a lot of this stuff is, is you know, super important. And I think that uh, to understand it is just the first step of it, but to apply it is a whole new level, right? It's just making that, uh, making that, a, that this idea of receiving wellness, this abundant life of, of wellness, even that more simpler, even though it can, uh, without having to super complicate things. So, uh, one of the, one of the last questions, um, that I have for you is, uh, why is personal interest in one's own wellness important? Like what, what benefits will it provide? And I guess I'll just sort of give this as an explanation. So one of the things that I hear oftentimes, like, uh, you know, I, I go to church or something like that. And people are like, man, you, 
you, you've lost a lot of weight or you're, you're cutting up, you know, you're, you're, you're a pretty fit guy. And they was like, well, you're young, you know, once you get older, that, that probably subside. And I'm thinking like, nah, this is my life. Like there, there's no way I'm just going to let go of my body. You know, um, I try to let that, that, that energy, that same motivation, uh, 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 transpire throughout the rest of my life. So when it comes to finances, when it comes to spirituality and, and one thing that I often get in return is, well, what benefit is that you alluded to first Timothy, uh, four, eight, for physical exercises of limited value, uh, or profited little, um, the idea, like you stated, I mean, when it comes to the physical side of wellness, it, it doesn't say that it's absolutely unnecessary or it doesn't profit anything. Uh, but when it comes to the spiritual side, it's, it's of much more importance. So we should give a little bit more credence to that versus the physical side of it. But that's usually what I get in response, man. So I'm just curious, what, what do you think about that? What, what benefit does it provide us to, uh, to have interest or show interest in our own wellness? Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I have, have two clients, a husband and wife. They are one, the husband's in his 90s. Uh, he is in his mid-90s now. And I think his wife is approaching early 90s. And if you looked at them, you would not even, you would think they were probably in their 60s. And it's because their entire lives, they've remained active. So they don't have, they, they still live, they live together. Um, they don't have any limitations or restrictions. I mean, they have some aches and pains because, right, our body is old. It's not the way it used to be. So God didn't design our bodies to live forever. So there is going to have some, to a certain degree, certain things are going to start to break down. We might move a little bit slower, move a little bit slower. But they, as far as I know, don't have any major issues, health issues. Um, they're able to be remain independent. They're able to travel. They're retired now, but they still, they both still do some like volunteer type work. These are the reasons why, right? I don't know about anybody else, but as I get older, I don't want to be on popping pills and in a um, convalescence home or anything like that. And nobody's coming to visit me. That's not the way I want to end my life. Um, knock on, you know, knock on wood. I want to go into the grave like, maybe running a marathon or something like that, meaning I want to remain active, right? Um, the day be, up until the moment that I, that I, that I leave, this, leave this earth. And I think that should be everybody's goal. And God has set it up that way where we can do that, right? We can do that if, if we just follow what he tells us. So those are the reasons why it's important. Um, a lot of people don't fully appreciate um, the, the importance of remaining independent until you are not independent anymore mm. um, so if nothing else do that right be able to provide and take care for yourself maybe you have some help from your you know your son or your daughter um or something along those lines um your husband wife but overall you want to still be able to you know wake up and take care of yourself you know i i you you made me think about second timothy 4 verse 7 and i mean i love how you stated that, you know, I, I would rather die running a marathon or running, you know, running that marathon and then end up in a grave that way versus really been alive, but you're not alive, you know, sitting in a uh, a home waiting for people to, 
you know, to come and give you pills that are really not doing anything for you, but just lessening the pain is inevitable right now. And uh, I mean, that's how I want to live, too. I, I really uh, I, I really, really take that to heart because I think, uh, you know, growing up, I mean, I've seen my family's uh, family members bodies sort of decay and they they're alive, but they're not able to do the things that they once did. And they're OK with that. And so over time, you know, it just continues, uh, continue to decrease. And so I'm just going to read this verse really quick. Uh, it's Second Timothy 4, 7 made me think about that. And, and here Paul is writing to Timothy and he states, you know, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. And the future there is reserved for me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me, will, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but all, uh, but also to all uh, who have loved His appearing. Uh, I, now, of course, many people will be quick to say, "Well, He's speaking spiritually here," but I mean, if you read the Bible, Paul dealt with with many physical battles, and those physical battles where he was beaten. I mean, um, he couldn't see as well. We know we talked about that. Um, so, I mean, that took a lot of strength even to get up um, and go back into the very city, Iconium, where he was beaten um, at the first and then go back and continue to preach there. Uh, the, the guy suffered a lot. And for him to say at the end of his life that he has fought the good fight, I mean, the man went out active. That's the, that's the first thing I think about. He went out active. And so I definitely appreciate that, man. I, I guess uh, as we come to a close, one of the things that uh, that I want to ask you is, I mean, what advice, what, what practical advice, what, what nuggets of wisdom um, would you give to, you know, students like myself, Christians like myself, who are, you know, actively uh, pursuing a, a career, pursuing a, a degree in this field, this field of, of wellness and, and fitness overall. Uh, um, I told you before that I'm pursuing, you know, the bachelor's in kinesiology and hopefully PT school. I mean, what what advice do you have as far as like the training aspect of it, the uh, the uh, opportunities that we need to see, uh, seek out, you know, things of that nature? Sure. Um, I encourage, even if you you want to go on to, as you may, as you say, to become a physical therapist or some of my students are, most of my students are physical therapy, occupational therapy, strength and conditioning coaches, athletic trainers. I still encourage them. You can do that. Perfect. Go pursue that. That's great. But go ahead and get a personal training certification because you're going to need it. If nothing else is going to teach you how to deal with people, work with people one-on-one. -on -one. And in all those fields that I just mentioned, you're going to work with people one-on-one. -on -one, so it'll help you with that. Plus, you're going to have a leg up on your competition if you know certain exercises that will help all of those fields involve or should be teaching their clients how to um, not only rehab, but also once they're done, what can I do to make sure I don't come back to you again, right? Um, so that's, that's the first thing. The second thing I would, I would recommend is you put a focus on business skills too. So if you're not taking any sort of um, marketing, finance courses to learn how to manage your money and maybe you come out you don't have to go work for someone else there's no etched in stone that says the path is graduate go work for a company then go off on your own you could potentially go off on your own if you know the right way of going about doing it so you can save yourself a step um, with that so that's usually what i recommend it's, it's easier than what most people think i think people still think they have to go work for someone else and then go off on their own i know that was my thought process uh, but you can nowadays, you can do it almost immediately. I mean, there are people who are doing it every day. 
So th those are probably my two biggest pieces of advice for in individuals in the exercise science, kinesiology, um, in the kinesiology world, um, getting that personal training certification. Uh, from a financial standpoint, I have probably, and this is not knocking any of athletic trainers or anything like that. From a financial standpoint and from a, a time standpoint, I would venture to say my career as a personal trainer has probably been more rewarding than some of my friends that have, that are physical therapists um, or ath athletic trainers um, who have switched over and now are more so on the personal, on the personal training side. So just, you know, something to, something to consider. Well, hey, man, look, that's what we want to do. So, I mean, uh, it's good talking to, pe uh, to people who has uh, the wisdom uh, to share, especially in, in this field, because it's something that's, that's often overlooked. I mean, just the human body in general uh, gets, gets overlooked a lot. And um, I mean, we, we walk around in this every day. So <laughs> we, need to be, uh, we need to be able to at least know how to take care of ourselves. And then obviously, uh, if you have the talent, uh, the strength and the, uh, and the intellect to be able to, you know, take care of other people, then uh, by all means do that. So uh, Maurice, look, man, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to answer these questions, to be, you know, transparent and stuff like that. It's very helpful. So, uh, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you. And no problem. Thank you for having me again. Yes, sir.